Hello, welcome to Utterly Geeks Dissects, your monthly podcast where we talk about a game we like or don't <laughs> like. This month, we're talking about Void Bastards, a game so terrible. Nah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a damn so, good game. Yeah, uh, right out of the gate, really love it. Comes to us from Blue Manchu is the developer on this one. Okay. Whom I'd never heard of. Uh, they had one previous release, Card Hunter. It's available on Mac, PC, and a bunch of other stuff. It's a free-to-play game. They're earlier. This is their first paid-for title. Oh, okay. But this particular group of devs is comprised of former Irrational Games employees. And the original creators of Magic the Gathering? Oh, wow. Yeah. Or at least okay. part of that, that original creative team. Hmm. So the Irrational Games thing makes total sense. So what Void Bastards is, it's a space-themed, procedurally generated, roguelite, first-person shooter? Mm-hmm. Which the entire story is there is a prison ship that has lost all of its commanding officers. So the AI decides, I'm going to start waking up the prisoners one by one to get the shit we need to get back on course. Mm -hmm. But by waking up the prisoners, this society decides to take their prisoners and dehydrate them. Yes. So they're in like a filing cabinet, just packets. And all they do is unzip the packet dump it into a container and put some water in there and boop, there you are. You get randomly generated with traits and abilities. Some of them positive, some of them negative. I, I, it's got all the standard tropes of a good roguelite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But where it really shines is in its cell-shaded comic book style. Yeah. It kind of feels like what if 13 but looks really a lot better mm -hmm. yeah the, and the thing that really resonated with me is the enemy designs because the enemies are more like sprites yes it feels, it feels like you're playing old doom or old for me old marathon mm -hmm. or uh duke nukem or uh yeah. just that 90s era of first person shooter games yeah, it's it's real great. Yeah, like they don't they don't actually they're not actually like three D model they're but they do like turn. Like you, you can get behind them and you'll see the back of them and then when they turn they have like an animated uh art and then they'll go to forward. Um very loosely animated. Yeah, it's like it's like they'll have like three they'll have three different poses where it's the front, side and back. Um and then, you know, this, the other side is just flipped. Um, but yeah, it's like... I, I and, and it took me a while to realize I kept thinking that the guns were 3D rendered, too. But then I was just like, let me just spend a couple moments to actually, like, look at the gun. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's not either. Like, it's all 2D. But, like, you'd think that with the way it's moving and everything, you think it's 3D. But it's not. It's still just a 2D... Uh, sprite that's just like moving just right to make it really? appear 3D. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was too. Is... Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was I was fooled by it too. But then when I actually like really looked at it, I was like, oh no, it's just another 2D fucking sprite. 
but it's yeah. just it's just shown in such a way with so much dimension that you think it's 3D and it just the way it reacts and like when you shoot guns and everything and uh, and how you fire it like it looks like it's like oh this would be how a 3D model would would render but or how it would animate but nope it's just a bunch of hand drawn sprites still so huh. the only thing that's actually 3D is just the ships that's it wow okay that Oh, and the items you pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of great with the presentation in this because as you're going through doorways, if there's an enemy in the next room, you'll see the little comic book anamana poetic like words like snick 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 or like thump or or ho- or or hovering. Yeah, d- depending on what the enemy is. So mm-hmm. if you're actually paying attention, you can know. Oh, I know what's behind this door. I am not going through this door. Mm-hmm. Or you can play like me and just go like, fuck it. <laughs> We're going. Yeah. The, and the the weapons are all, they all feel like very slapdash. Oh, yeah. Together. Like, the shotgun is a staple gun. Mm-hmm. It's a modified set of staple guns. Your objectives are basically, you need an ID card. So you got to find cardstock, a laminator, and a printer. Like, that. that's your first main mission you know i wonder if this game has is an overall message of sending uh people in prison back into society and this is them trying to get a job and they just have really feels like and and they just happen to like somehow uh the only thing that they know is just how to just commit crimes to survive (laughs) like it kind of feels that way but also by way of scotland because everything is Scottish in this game. Oh yeah. It, if you stop, because again, when you hear, when you see the onomatopoetic, like oh thump thump thump, mm-hmm. you can stop and just listen. Like when the pirates, if the pirates board your ship and you're hiding and you listen to them, they're the most foul-mouthed motherfuckers. <laughs> and the shit that they say is just ludicrous. They're, this entire game just oozes comedy. Oh yeah, in, yeah. In a super effective way. It's it is great, true dry British comedy. Like it, it is exactly that. Like it, it really hits the mark too. Because like sometimes when like some people try to do British humor, it's like I, I don't know. They kind of go weird with it, or it just doesn't hit it. But like every single joke in this game was fucking hitting it, and I was laughing my ass off the whole time. Even even the announcer, so the the prison ship announcer, the AI that wakes you up, is a very posh, very British, and it sounds like someone trying to channel uh, the Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, honestly does, but not in the same kind of wry Stanley Parable type of humor. Mm-hmm. It's more Monty Python. Yes, and it just pulls it off incredibly effectively, which mm-hmm. is really hard to do in games. Yes. Kind of writing or comedic writing is usually a shock when it pull when they pull it off. Yeah, and it's not just the narrative beats either. It's like the characters themselves too. Like the characters that you play as is just like it's just little things that just make you laugh, or you can't help but laugh about it because you because even some of the negative ones you're just like God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the thing. The negative ones you get are really bad for gameplay, but they're usually fucking hilarious. So, like, mm-hmm. there's one trait that you can randomly get where they're wearing a 
trucker cap that says Yahoo, whenever you pick anything up as those characters, they just scream really excitedly. Mm-hmm. And it alerts the enemies to your location. Yeah. But you're running around going, woohoo, yeah, <laughs> the whole time. It's great. <laughs> I, I had a character who was a smoker. Oh, so he would just yep. randomly cough. Yep. Mm hmm. It's. Ugh. Yeah, I have, I have one of those as well. But it, it also balances out gameplay wise between different styles of play. So you're running around derelict space stations, which is very reminiscent of like System Shock, System Shock 2, mm-hmm. in both design and functionality. But you can go stealthy or you can go loud. And it really doesn't matter one way or the other. It depends yeah. on your play style. Yeah. I I never felt myself, unlike other roguelites too, I don't feel like I'm punished nearly as much when I do get a game over. Because at yeah. least you've collected something that will carry over. Yeah, I, I really like how the upgrade system in this game works uh, because, like, as you... Because it's like a it's a giant tree. It's a giant tech tree that you have of different weapons and different upgrades that you can get for like, uh, like you get more O2 in your oxygen tank, uh, and it depletes slow uh, slower over time. Uh, you get more armor, so that way you can get more hits. Um, you also have some other passives that's like, when you start a run, you get more food and more. Uh, fuel so that way you can kind of go you don't have to rely on stopping so much so that you can actually get to your destination faster um but yeah even like on runs where i did die i still felt like so long as i upgraded like one or two things out of that tech tree like i was like that that's progress anyway it's fine like uh, there are times too where it was like i would be running out of food or fuel and i'm just like I'd rather just fucking die and restart and then just try again. Uh, or, or, like, if I had a combination of those and maybe bad traits as well that I just, like, could not find the right ship to reset those or get better ones. So I was just like, all right, I'd rather just fucking die <laughs> and start over yeah. again than try to keep fighting with this character and the limited supplies that I have that I need to, yeah. to get through it. Yeah, all the all the crafting materials, all of the weapons and everything carry over between lives because you've got this robot on your back that when you eventually die, the robot collects everything and then just goes back to the ship. Yep. So every time you're rehydrated, you have you're working from an already established base. Mm-hmm. And the te- the the tech tree I find really fascinating, really well executed because it Yes, you have your core story items that you're going to craft, and that will further you down the path. However, you have all of this other stuff that you're upgrading, your weapons, you're unlocking new gadgets, new things, by literally reconstituting office supplies Mm -hmm. into different items. But then you can also upgrade those particular weapons. So if you really like your staple shotgun, you're going to want to double down and go down its tech tree and upgrade it more rather than branch out to other items mm-hmm. and it it kind of in the navigational phase it reminds me of ftl yeah be, because you're you're moving your ship node to node and each node is another derelict space station and it costs you one food one fuel to move and that will heal you a little bit and get you to move and once you get there you scan the ship and it's like oh there's these enemies are on board 
mm-hmm. and they tell you how many, but not numerically. It's just a few, some, a lot, like that nondescript descriptors. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll also say, like, if there is something wrong with the ship, like maybe power is out. Uh, or maybe uh, their security is all down, so like you can you could basically just storm around as much as you want and not get detected by cameras. Uh, they also have some that are like on fire <laughs> or yeah. have toxic leaks everywhere. So there's just a lot of radiated areas, like things like that, a lot of hazards that they have. Yeah. So that way, it it gives you an idea of like whether if you want to go on that ship. Or just be like, yeah, no, fuck it, I'm going. I'm warping to the next one. Because it'll also tell you that there's a guaranteed item on that ship, which mm-hmm. is a rarefied crafting material, sometimes a critical component, or a really valuable item. Like, there's there's an item that lets you teleport to any other node without spending fuel or, money, or, fuel or food. Mm-hmm. So you'd be willing to take on a larger challenge to get something like that, because you could teleport directly to your goal yeah move the story along it yeah it's the way it all balances out it's incredibly fun it's incredibly engaging and i look forward to seeing where the weapons end up going because i i only have about half of the tree unlocked oh yeah i any of the shops yes so there's a way to rob it Uh, okay I've been re. I saw online people were talking about. Apparently, you can attack the generators, and they just give you all the resources back along with all of the items in it. But you activate the store security system, and you'll never be allowed back in another store. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, it's a fortress. Right. It, yeah, it's it's an amalgam and one of the best roguelites. Yeah. Played. Yeah, I, I the thing that clicked for me too was like when I realized uh, just how in depth it is with like the crafting system of that game, uh, where it was like, okay, well, I need this this item, but uh, it seems to be really rare. Let me try to get some of these other items that are on other ships. That's a little bit more common, and then I could just take those and then break it down into the materials, and then I could just build it straight up. Uh, and then just build those components, and then I have enough components to build the next upgrade or the next unlock or whatever. And that's when it clicked for me that I was just like, damn, this is really well robust and thought out and really well done. Because, like, there's a, lot, there, there's a lot of, like, strategy not only while you're on these space stations, but also, like, behind the scenes. Like, once you're sitting in your little ship and you're constructing all these different upgrades and stuff, like, there's a little bit of strategy there, too, where you're like, okay, where where do I want to put my resources or what resources should I gather to go towards building the next piece for this item? Yeah. And, and that just... Where's that, my bottleneck and what can I craft to help me around that bottleneck? Yeah. And then there's play types, too, where it was like, I would just... Like, if I had too much of one element, I would just, like, build, like, some of the more common parts, and then I could, like, break it down. It would be broken down into, like, other materials, I think, or something like that. And then, like, I don't know. It, it just, it, ne- it, it never got to a point for me where I was like, man, I really, 
need more of like i mean yeah i need more of this thing but like it, uh, there were some times where i noticed that like if some numbers were low like really low like in the tens but some others were in like the hundreds it was like okay how could i balance this out and it's like a smart way of doing that so that way it's convert yeah so that way it's not just like oh god i'm spending way too many food and fuel and time on these ships just to get what i need and it's just like there's faster ways of, of getting around that yeah, it, it's a game based around grinding, but the grind is so variable mm -hmm. and so different every time. Yeah. Be so that's another thing, is that the ammo is maintained across lives. Mm -hmm. Your entire ship's reserve of ammo is, this, is the same at the end of one character's life to the beginning of another. So if you're relying heavily on your pistol, suddenly you might find you're out of pistol ammo. So you have to shift and start using other weapons that you hadn't been using. Yep. Because you choose a loadout every time you go in. You get your primary weapon, your secondary weapon, and a gadget. Mm-hmm. Based off of what you've already crafted. So sometimes that'll incentivize you. Well, I'm low on ammo all across the board. Maybe I can't go so loud this time. Maybe I have to stealth in and amass ammo as I find it. Yeah. And then you find the coffee machine and go fucking ape shit because that doubles your speed and triples your damage, or right? Something along those lines. Or or uh, or hat or uh, hacking is like free, and then you just fucking hack everything. Man, so there's there's two tiers to the coffee too. There's yes. the lower tier that's thirty seconds. You're just moving fast. Thirty seconds. You're moving faster. You're doing I think double damage. But then there's an, a higher tier where it's a longer period of time. I think it's a minute. You're mm -hmm. still moving at high speed, but you do triple damage. But at the same time, the entire screen is shaking because <laughs> you're just jittery as hell. Yep. <laughs> it's pe More people need to play Void Bastards. I feel like it's kind of flown under the radar this year. Yeah, and it's, and it's hard because, you know, when... If you're like, hey, play this roguelite, like, people are like, oh my god, yeah. there's, like, play this indie game that's a roguelike, like, everyone's gonna be like, well, there's so many fucking of those, so why, why should I, but... Welcome to 2019, we're fatigued yeah. on all this shit. Yeah, exactly, but I, I think that Void Bastards is, a, a lot of roguelites for me, like, it's gotta do something good, like, it's gotta do something very unique, or unique enough for me to be like, I wanna fucking play that shit. Um, and Void Bastards, not only was it, like, the comic book art style, uh, that got me to be like, oh, okay, this could be cool, but also just, like, the, I found that the crafting and the, the number of runs that you could do, and then also, like, all the traits, like, I thought that was all interesting, and how it kind of, like, carries over. So it seemed it just took, like, a lot of little things from, like, different, uh, other roguelites, because... I mean, the, the stats thing is, like, uh, that's a Rogue Galaxy, or not Rogue Galaxy, um, Rogue Legacy thing. Yes. Like, because that, cause that was carried over, because, like, as you would do a run, you have positive and negative traits, but, like, when you die, you would get a new set of traits. So, like, they kind of took that idea and then uh, made it their own. Um, and, yeah, so, and, and I also think it was just, like, you know, because it's, like, space as well, and it's, like, you're kind of the bad guy in a sense, and I was like, alright, yeah, this is pretty cool. This seems unique enough. Yeah, and it's it's just great, and it feels like playing an old Duke Nukem or a 90s-style FPS. Like, they nail that feel mm -hmm. perfectly, so that it makes me feel nostalgic for 
Marathon 2 Durandal. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got a pedigree, and it's unmistakable. When you mm-hmm. see a screenshot of this, you're, you're either like, holy shit, that looks awesome. Like, it almost looks like something Adult Swim would have put together. Mm. Yeah. For a show. Like, I could see them doing a Void Bastard show. I'm not saying they should, but it looks like <laughs> one of those. Right. Or it it looks like something that you'd see Master Shake playing. Mm. It Check out Void Bastards. It's great. The only the only downside cuz so I beat it. Uh Okay, I never I saw the ending. Okay. Uh I think it's perfect in how <laughs> they write that. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, so so I beat it, and this is this is the one thing I would say that's the downside of the game is that there's no once you beat it, that's it. Like there's no new game plus, there's no survival mode, there's nothing. It's just like once you beat it, you can either start a new game all over again or continue where you left off, which was like your last run, which like takes place like right before you board the final ship to get the final piece uh, for the final thing that you're looking for and i was like man that kind of sucks because i i was hoping i would unlock like a survival mode or something where it's like and so i came up with this idea and uh i thought of it i was like well how would how would a survival mode work for this game and the way i think of it is it's just like so when you start a run you're always constantly building your ftl is always breaking down so you're just going to go find the parts to build the next one. Uh, but, like, it starts out small, where it's, like, one piece. So you go get that. Once you get it and you're done, you warp to the next uh, region, like, entirely new map. And it, like, resets, essentially. Uh, but as you warp, uh, two pieces break down. So then you have to get two pieces. But yeah. because you're in a new region now, it's a little bit harder. So there's, like, maybe more enemies or maybe more hazards or whatever. So then, like, you know, you get those two pieces. So then you warp again. Now you're in the third area. Now there's three pieces broken in the FTL. So now, you know, and, like, that would be, yeah, like, that... It's just an escalation. Yeah, that should be the survival mode. And that would be... that would Or the survival or endless mode. Like, that would be something that... I think that should be how void bastard should do it and i hope that they add that in like post-launch uh at least i hope that they're they're implementing something like that like i still think it's a good game just for to play it as a one-time thing and then be like all right cool done like but when most people play roguelikes like they like having that kind of endless gameplay that they could just keep coming back to and keep playing and keep grinding and um but then you kind of run into the problem of like, you know, but I also thought like, okay, maybe they didn't do an endless mode because, uh, wonderful. Um, like maybe they didn't add an endless mode because there is so many items and so many upgrades. And so like, you know, if you max out, what do you do? Like, is it just like, you just try to see how far you go. Um, and so, yeah, I could see why they'd be like, all right, maybe we don't need that because, you know, then you reach a ceiling and then it's like, well, you're done. Um, right. Well, it's important to know this game is less than two months old. It came out mm. May 29th. Okay. So I wouldn't be shocked if they add a DLC. Yeah. 
to it or at least update it for to have at least a new game plus though from my understanding by the time you get to the end you've already researched everything anyway like they kind of yeah out that way yeah i i had just about everything unlocked and just about everything upgraded to max so so yeah i could see why they wouldn't um but i could definitely see them doing a second like story Mm-hmm. with this it, albeit dlc or what have you it's it's odd because i know we both played it using the xbox game pass mm-hmm. but this is a 30 dollar game and it's very good but i don't know like that's i don't i probably wouldn't have spent the 30 bucks just to try it yeah yeah, it, especially with where it's at right now, I wouldn't recommend it at thirty. I would say maybe it's like a fifteen, ten to fifteen dollar game. If you can, like, if you like, can get it on discount, yeah, twenty bucks yeah. seems to be like the upper end of mm-hmm. what this should have been. But yeah, far be it for me to tell you how to price your games. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I, I would say yeah, it, it, it's probably better for a sale. But like you know, if they add. If they do add, like, a free DLC kind of thing with, like, New Game Plus or an Endless Mode or whatever, then I would absolutely recommend getting it at $30. Yeah, I could see them eventually doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a DLC where it's a separate prison ship with a new AI. But at that point, are you just doing Void Bastards 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Right. But for what it is, I really enjoyed my time with it. Yeah. I recommend check it out if you can. Or if 30 bucks sounds good to you. Or hey, you know, get the fucking if you have an Xbox or a PC, get the get the Game Pass and then it might be worth it's totally worth it on that. Yep. What I kind of really wanted is and I and I hate to bang this drum, but I think it'd be great on the Switch. Yeah, I But it's only on Xbox and PC. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That but, that would that would be a game I would totally play on Switch. Yeah. Then it might be worth the thirty dollars at that point. Right. But I think that's all I've got for Void Bastards. It's hilarious. It's totally worth your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Music's pretty good too. Like the sound the sounds are great. Sound design is great. Yeah. Just just listen to them in their thick Scottish accents. <laughs> just listen to the insults that they hurl at you. They are fucking dirty and they are fucking filthy. Mm-hmm. Their language use is hilarious. <laughs> so I think, unless you've got something more. Mm, no, that's that's about it. Cool. I think that's gonna do it for us this month. Join us next month when we talk about another game. That is yet to be determined. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much we pretty much don't determine this until like either a week before or <laughs> yeah, may. We, it... just, we started. We had a list. We're gonna do this and this and this and this, and that quickly just fell the fuck apart. So. I mean, we still go back to that list if we don't come up with anything new. But yeah, but you know, I mean, hey, because yeah, Void Bastard is kind of something that happened spontaneously. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's both like, oh, wow, this this is a good game. Let's talk about this shit. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Yep. But yeah, we'll be back next month with a new game. Hopefully with all three heads. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. 
But until then, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next month. Mm. Bye-bye.